maybe I'll turn me up just a hair. That doesn't do anything. There we go. That sounds better on my end. Oh, does it? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you're right next to me. All right. Well, we've been waiting a long time to say this, but welcome to the Pandemic Guitar Podcast. Pandemic Guitar was created with a little midlife crisis, a world pandemic, and an overall enjoyment for all things guitar. Crank this podcast up to 11, or as loud as you can handle, and rock on. We are a father and son team. I am the son. I go by Tim. And on the other microphone is the guy who I really only know by dad, but you'll probably learn to recognize him by Rick. And it's going to be so weird for me because I've always just called you dad. I've never called you by your name. True. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's kind of weird too, because, you know, I go to uh, being in the military, I go to a, a restaurant, place an order and uh, close to where I work, they come out and they yell your name uh, with whatever ca credit card you swipe, they call your name. So the ladies out there saying, Tim, 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 and I'm just not paying attention because I'm so used to my last name being used. So... I don't know. Bear with me. We'll figure it out. Sounds good. We're going to talk today about um, kind of a little bit of history of us and how we got to where we are with Pandemic Guitar, this podcast, hopefully the one and only guitar-related podcast that you're ever going to want to listen to. But bear with us because we're still trying to work out a few bugs. We'll get there, I promise. You were telling me the other day, a couple days ago, while we were trying to get this all set up, that uh, you got a new guitar. I did, and it's uh, a pretty neat one. It's uh, Usually I try to get, like, um, I guess, uh, Gibsons or uh, uh, I like Charvels and stuff like that. But this time I got an Epi SG Custom Black with the uh, gold pickups and gold hardware on there and everything. And it's a really nice guitar. It does. It does look sharp. Now, are you a are you a Gibson guy by trade? No, not really. I like Fenders. <laughs> Fenders are, um, yeah. I really do like the Fender. The Fender always, is. Uh, go ahead. No, I I always thought that you were a Gibson guy. Like I, I know that when we talk or I come over, it's like, oh, Gibson this, Gibson that. Like I mean, the local um, guitar shack, uh, if you will. Don't they call you a lot for like Gibson related things? Yeah, they do. I've been around a long time, and uh, some of the I used to have uh, a few of the uh, pawn shops uh, call me, and uh, used to go down there and evaluate the Gibsons that they were come, you know, coming in. A lot of them were fake, and that's what the guy was trying to determine. But um, uh, no, I'm a I'm actually a Fender guy. I like the Fender. I like the um, I like the uh, single coil pickups. Uh, they um, they just have that um, that certain sound to them. Uh, but I, but I will use uh, uh, humbuckers. Humbuckers are also pretty nice. But uh, I'm prim primarily a Fender guy. So that's interesting that you said that you like single coils, because and and I don't have a guitar yet in my very very small collection, and that's a whole nother episode. But I don't have a guitar yet that's three single coils. I do have a uh, humbucker single single. But ultimately, what I've discovered in my short time, I've only been seriously trying to learn the guitar for about 
two and a half years now. I, I try to play every single day that I can. But what I've found so far is that I really like the sound and tone of the humbucker. Yeah, the humbucker has a nice sound. It's very full. It's very rich. But I sort of like the um, I sort of like the uh, uh, the Fender sound. It's uh, those. I mean, even the one with the the two. It's the SSH that has the the sing, the two singles in the humbucker. Yeah, I do like those two. But is uh, it SSH or HSS, or does it even matter? No, it does because it's SSH. Is it really? So single, single, single humbucker. Oh, so you're going from the from the, the, neck. the neck to the bridge. Yes, I am. Interesting, because I almost want to look at the local retail chain guitar box or whatever it is, because I'm almost positive that they have it listed as HSS. And that could be. That's just the way I, I do things. Yeah, it, I, I mean, have dyslexia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so maybe a little bit of that is kicking in. Yeah, well, that happens. Uh, so... Like I said, I've only been playing, and I, growing up, I know that for Christmas, uh, you and mom have uh, gotten me some guitars in the past, and uh, you've tried to teach me something, and I, I pick it up for a little bit, and then I, I put it down and you know just move on. And there's been times in my 20s that I was like, oh, I'm going to learn the guitar, and I buy a guitar, and I pick it up, and I put it down. Well, uh, going into 2000, the year 2000 i don't know if it was just because i was turning 40 or or what i just got this wild hair and said you know what i'm gonna pick up the guitar and i'm gonna take it seriously and i'm gonna learn how to play this thing yeah i mean um when i was a i was a kid i was like oh like 13 or 14 years old and that's when i started picking up the guitar i actually played the drums before then and no, really uh, i think I did, and uh, I think my parents got a headache from that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. So I did. You and mom ever get a headache? Because uh, when I remember when I was in, I think it was sixth grade or something like that, and um, we had to, we had to start band class, and so you had to pick up an instrument. And I remember specifically, I said to the teacher, "I want to play guitar," and the teacher said, "Well, I, I, I don't have a guitar instructor. You can't do the guitar." So I said, "Okay, I want to do the piano." And the instructor said, no, that's my instrument. You have to pick something else. And so I ended up picking the trombone because apparently it's the only thing I was good at or the only thing that I could make a sound that sounded musical out of. And I remember there was some time I sat around the house playing trombone or not trombone, trumpet, I'm sorry. Uh, so I'm thinking I probably annoyed the hell out of you then. No, ne never, but uh, <laughs> I mean... Yeah, it's just the way it is. I mean, once you, I mean, it's, I guess I, it took me a long time to learn the guitar. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just like I picked it up one day. It was, a, it was a few years. You got to remember today in today's world, they have, uh, um, they have a lot of multimedia out there that you can learn things. You can pick up stuff off of the, off of a lot of the video channels and stuff like that. I never had that. You know what right. I had was I had to go to Radio Shack when Radio Shack was around. And I had to pick up a tape recorder, and it was a variable speed tape recorder. And I had to tape the LP, the vinyl, to the recorder, and then play it back at a slower speed and try to figure out stuff. We didn't have all these computers and everything else where we could actually sit and slow down stuff and 
and actually get the notes and you know yeah because, that's, that's crazy so you took a record yes and an lp you, no a vinyl vinyl record vinyl. yeah and then you recorded yes. it on tape yes and then played it back slower yes so that you could figure out play around and try to find the note or what was going on yeah yeah you know what was uh it was a learning experience it took me a long time to learn certain things and you know and i did go for some lessons but uh i, I guess maybe a few years of lessons when i first started out okay and uh that did that didn't go anywhere because uh i basically uh, learned um mary had a little lamb <laughs> yeah. and a few of the other uh a few, few of the other bedtime songs i think the first song that you ever tried to teach me was uh mission impossible if if i remember yeah that was yeah and i still remember that it was a lot of easy stuff the um the teacher just uh tried to you know teach me things and uh what i picked up i picked up and you know it's just that way you know right now uh how long do you, would you say that it took you from the time you picked it up and you started actually like learning how to play, like I, I want to learn how to play. How long did it take before you felt like you were getting somewhere? You actually sounded, or you felt you sounded awesome. Um, I always felt that I sounded awesome. <laughs> but, but, yeah, don't uh, we all? No, uh, truthful. Uh, in all honesty, um, probably a few years it took me. Um, I did try starting a lot of bands when I was a uh, fifteen years old. I could never do that. Yeah, we we actually got stuff going. And we, uh, one of the things we, uh, Sunshine of Your Love by uh, Cream was uh, the one I remembered. That was the big one. That's about the only song we played. But, uh, <laughs> you, just, you just had one song. <laughs> yes, we yeah. just had one song for the time being. We were, we were learning other stuff. So you were doing, you were doing like cover band stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, but that's a lot different today than what it was back then. Right. Yeah. It's because, and it's interesting you say that. And that's why I asked because I've, like I said earlier, I've been, I've been actively picking up the guitar and trying to learn something for about two, almost two and a half years now. And I am no good by any means. I know a few little licks and stuff like that, but there's so much more for me to learn, of course, but I'm starting to feel like I'm progressing. I feel like uh, I can look at tablature and I can figure out, okay, these are, okay, this chord or or this is where I need to go, or looking at what's coming next. I'm like, okay, I have to figure out how to how to shape this chord because I'm going to move into this new shape. And then once I get that, then it's just doing it over and over and over again till the, the muscle memory. And then once I get the muscle memory, then it's going back to the original song and just listening to it and try to catch up to the speed or the tempo or whatever you call it again. Uh, I'm super new, and I'm never going to be on stage playing with anybody. I can promise you that. Yeah, just a, a word there with the uh, tablature and stuff yeah. like that. Um, the only thing, the only thing I the, I like tablature to show where notes, you know, in other words, where the fingering goes and stuff like that. But it really doesn't give you the feeling. Oh no, of the music. You know, it's uh, a lot of people. A lot of people swear by it, but it really doesn't give you that that down to earth feeling i mean and that's and you learn that just from experience the uh, the different things i i completely agree with you you can look at the tab and there's plenty of tab that i've looked at and no you're you you can't see it you can't feel it it's 
legitimately just a foundation to try to figure out what's going on in the song. But at least you have that for, for a new guy, for a beginner, the amount of tablature that's out there to get you started is amazing. Right. And, um, yeah. And as I said, in today's world, yes. But, uh, back when I first started back in the, uh, Oh, I go back to the seventies and, uh, they didn't have any of that stuff. It wasn't even, it was, yeah. uh, I remember going, I remember going into my music, uh, going to, a, um, uh, another teacher that I went to and he would actually draw pictures on a piece of paper of the fingerboard and write down where the fingering was and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. That's how, you know, like a diagram. And then he got tired of doing that. So he had a stamp made up and he would <laughs> sit there and he would, he would sit there and he would put it on the stamp pad to get the ink and then put it on a piece of paper and then draw the notes, you know, draw the fingering and he'd put a number of what finger and, you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, it was, it was, it was an interesting time to learn. And a lot of it picked up by ear. It's, uh, uh it's a common term in the industry. Um, where you just listen to something over and over again, and then you try to figure it out just by memory. You try to figure it out on the fretboard. It's definitely very interesting. The amount of information that is out there due to the internet, because again, every time in my past that I've tried to learn anything, uh, be a guitar or, and I know we both have keyboards and I know you have tons of other cool toys though that probably cost an arm and a leg and prevented me from going to college but thanks <laughs> no i yeah i joined the army for that um anyway but it's amazing the resources that are on the internet today which back then when i picked up the guitar that wasn't available i mean the internet was basic html pages and um oh man when the hamster dance came out that was the coolest thing ever it, it's not like today where you have facebook and and youtube where you can i mean youtube you can go out and basically just search for any song, how to play on guitar, how to play on piano, how to play on drums, whatever it is. And you can get a tutorial. You can learn from that. And Facebook has so many different types of groups that you can join, become part of, and hopefully like learn from. That's true. There's some, there's some uh, truth to that. I, I have a problem with some of them, like, like Facebook and stuff like that, where um, you get a lot of people that really don't want to help you. They really, they, um, you know, they come back and they say, uh, like, you ask something, you ask a question, and they, they, they have snotty replies and stuff like that. And I really don't like that. So I'm not, I don't hang around a lot of those groups. I do subscribe to a lot, but you know, it's, it's six to one half a dozen the other. I just. Uh, I'd rather we call it Facebook creeping. It's where you are on Facebook and you are a part of a group or whatever, and you just never post. You just occasionally will jump in and take a look. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. And uh, if there's something interesting that I see on the on Facebook that you know in a in a group, um, I will respond, but I respond honestly. And uh, but there's a lot of people out there that just uh, I'm going to call it uh, rag on somebody. Mm -hmm. They just start uh, with the snotty remarks and everything. I really don't like that. Right? But. Yeah, I'm not a fan of people hiding behind a keyboard and being negative either. 
you know, the, the purpose of it is to be part of a community that supports one another and helps everybody grow. But unfortunately, you have people out there that they just they have their opinions and their beliefs and there's nothing that you can do to change their mind and they have no problem letting you know probably other things that they could be doing with their life but they're not you know especially especially people that are beginning in uh, to learning learning the guitar yeah and and it goes for any other instrument it's you know it's it's really time consuming and tedious and people are looking for good information not to be steered in the wrong direction and uh, if you can find somebody like that, that's that's great. But I don't know if I'd go to, and maybe uh, I shouldn't say it, but I don't know if I would go to uh, a lot of a lot of those groups and ask questions like that. You know, I think I think just going to YouTube and looking on YouTube, at least you can some of the stuff you can learn if you pick it out, and some of it's good, some of it's bad. You just kind of know how to weed through it. Yeah, I think. For the most part, uh, I, and I'm a, I'm a member of a few different Facebook groups. One of them is a luthier group, uh, and it's really cool because to see people get creative on fixing guitars and making guitars, so that's pretty cool to see. Obviously, Fender Play, I'm on there, uh, so a lot of the memes that I get are from Fender Play, and I send them to you, and I'm sure that you already saw them. Uh, because I think you're on there too. I am. So we're we're just sending each other memes uh, to guitar-related memes that we've already seen. But one of the things that I like about Fender Play Facebook group, and I'm not plugging them, nobody sponsors the show or anything like that, but I really like that people jump on there and they will share videos of them playing songs. And every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, that is a cool song. I totally forgot about that. Or... I never heard that before. I really like it. What's that piece? And then you can go to YouTube or um, one of the guitar tab websites or whatever and try to find some more information, try to learn how to play. Yeah, and I, I think that um, one of the really nice things about today with the computers, with the DAWs, the DAWs mm-hmm. and stuff like that, being able to loop audio uh, and create loops and stuff like that for playing uh, backing tracks. I think that's fantastic. I never really had that when I was a kid growing up. And, you know, we just, all I had was a tape recorder and trying to, you know, like when the vocals were, the person was singing and stuff like that, you couldn't get rid of that. Now you can, mm-hmm. you can sort of get rid of it through, through different software and stuff, but Uh, I don't know. Technology is cool. It really is. It is. I love technology. I I don't have a full disclosure. The only pedal that I have is a tuner. Everything else that I play around with, it's all digital. And there's an argument for whether uh, hardware or software is better than the other. But I don't, I don't, that's not what this episode is about. That's, that's a future episode. Speaking of the internet and having all these resources available at the same time that I decided, or very, very shortly after I decided to pick up a guitar and start learning a world pandemic hit. And even though it's 2022 and there's been many variants, we still call it COVID-19. And as we all know, that drove everybody into their house, bunkered down, and a lot of people picked up hobbies, such as trying to learn how to play a musical instrument and podcasting. Yep, I would agree with that. And so it's funny because when I when I went to get the guitar, 
I, I didn't know a world pandemic was going to shut the world down. I was just turning 40, going like uh, not a midlife crisis, but it's like, I'm 40. I want to do something. I want to learn something creative and have fun. And so I picked up the guitar and then the pandemic happened. Then I started podcasting and it's just really cool how I've evolved over the past two, two years, a little plus two and a half years. And it wasn't too long ago. I actually, it seems like it was forever ago. Do you remember what month I reached out to you? And I'm like, Hey dad, let's do it. Let's do a podcast. Yeah. I, f I forgot the month, but, uh, I do remember it probably, probably a year or so ago. No, wasn't it? no way. Was it, it was a year ago. Oh, it, I, it was a while ago. It was forever ago. I do remember, and I'd have to look, but I feel like initially, cause I did create an Instagram, uh, account for this. And I want to say that I created it back in February. And I think that was around. No, it, it was, it was before that. Was it? Because yeah. Cause we got the, um, microphones back before that. It was like just as the, are you, are you talking about the, uh, what is it? The five, five, one, two limelight. Is it limelights? Yeah. We got, uh, we got those just before, um, just before the pandemic came in. It was just as the pit. Oh no. Yeah, I think it was. Maybe I'm maybe I'm mistaken. Here, I'm doing a little bit of research on the fly while you're talking here. Go ahead. Be my guest. Prove me wrong. Oh wow. What'd you find out? I created our Instagram account December twentieth, two thousand twenty one. Okay. I think that was even a while after we had initially talked about like I, I said, Hey, what do you think about doing a, a podcast? uh geared around music and guitars and and artists and you know what do you think and you're like yeah let's give it a try mm -hmm. uh oh no actually so i posted in december that's uh, funny uh hoping to have our first episode out mid-january and here we are in august yeah yeah <laughs> we um took a little while it did take a little while i mean we trying to figure out, uh, you know, microphones and trying to, you know, come up with the concept and an idea, trying to find time to do everything. I mean, even before we got on and recorded for those of you that obviously will never know, I think we spent an hour just working through an audio issue alone to get to this point. That is true. That is true. Um, yeah, it's actually pretty funny. A lot of stuff. I, I have a lot of equipment and, um, yeah, I'm trying to utilize it. It's, um, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of stuff, but we'll get, we can get into that in later episodes. No, I just, I just, it's, it always blows my mind because, uh, and I'm not, I'm not going to, uh, name drop, but the last, uh, or the podcast, the other podcast that I do, uh, with another guy in the military, it's a military related themed podcast. We actually talked about doing a podcast, I think, I want to say it was uh, March, April when I was over on the East Coast. And it took four months, I think it was, before we finally sat down and recorded our first episode. And when we started that episode, it was junk. It was garbage. Audio was almost impossible to listen to. There was no topic. There was, it was just nothing. And since then... Now it's just evolved into two guys that um, have a lot in common, and it's just you know talking about whatever. So that that's eventually what uh, this will become. I hope. Yeah, I hope so too. Got a lot to talk about. I mean, uh, uh, everything from uh, uh, equipment that uh, we have, and uh, uh, 
creating backing tracks, different types of tones and stuff like that. We can go into all that, plus different ways you can record. Uh, there's a lot of different things you can do. A lot of my stuff is, um, I do I do recordings, but I like doing it uh, portable recordings, not, not so much uh, studio, even though I, I have what we would consider a studio. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. A spare bedroom. Um, converted. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and it's, um, I mean, I got everything from a, from MIDI's, from a, a MIDI network to a, a Ethernet to, um, I got uh, on my Mac that I'm using, I got uh, eight terabyte of, uh, almost 10 terabyte of hard drive space on it. So, wow. And, uh, I do a lot of I do I do a lot of uh, things and uh, I, I just try developing backing tracks and then I play to them and if they sound good I, then I then I send them to everybody. I know you sent me a uh, a piece that you wanted me to learn uh, and and we'll get into that another time. But that uh, kind of made me think of doing some cool things because like like you said talk about uh different equipment and different setups and 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 uh so forth but uh i was thinking of maybe doing a challenge between episodes of pandemic guitar where we each find a riff doesn't have to be anything complex uh please because i'm still trying to figure this out but it's a riff and the other person has to try to figure out how to play that riff by the next episode ah okay I think that'd be fun. I mean, for you, it'll probably be no sweat, but for me, that would be challenging. Uh, and then I thought we could even have episodes where we just pick a random influence or, or guitarist and just talk about that guitarist. Yeah, we can do that. We can talk about the uh, not only the guitarist, but the uh, genre of music. The, the, the uh, what? It's all different. <laughs> did, your new, did your New York accent uh, oh. kick in? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah we can... You know, like, um, you know, the blues and jazz, rock, um, metal, I mean. I'll tell you what, uh, was Alvin Lee the artist that you recently introduced me to? Yes. Yeah, so I went into the music streaming app that I use, and I created a radio station based on that artist, and that is uh -huh. the best channel I've ever listened to. Uh-huh. I can put it on the speakers and I can listen to it all day. Just phenomenal genre. And a lot of stuff that I haven't heard in a real long time and a lot of stuff that I've never even heard, which is kind of disappointing now that I look back on it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Alvin Lee, the, the guitarist, is uh, he's he was with, um, he started 10 years after. Well, I don't know if he started it, but he was, he was in 10 years after and they played in Woodstock and uh, he was amazing. If you ever get to see the YouTube video, of him playing um, at Woodstock, I have I haven't even seen it. I'll have to look. Yeah, he uh, he just basically everybody was in awe looking at it, so and listening to it. So I think that's where he he actually became pretty famous. He's a Canadian guitarist. His techniques are a little are a little different, but uh, if you get to play them and know them, then you're okay. You're good. Yeah, yeah. No, that it's gonna take me a while to get to that point. I, I mean. Uh, some of his stuff, and some of his stuff I'm not too crazy about, but I think that's probably the same with any artist. You know, you you get a, an album with 12 tracks or whatever it is now, maybe three, four, maybe five of them are good. Right, yeah. You know. I mean, it's uh, one of the things that I always found interesting was is you take a group like the Beatles 
and it was like a lot of their songs on each album were very good. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, 70, 80% of the songs. And today you get artists that, um, you know, there's only two or three on the, on the whole CD, you know, not to change the subject, but I'm going to go ahead and change it real quick. Cause I know that we've talked about trying to find new music and by new music, I don't necessarily mean new music that has come out recently, but finding new music to the listener and how difficult is that, especially with the flood of all the, and I, I, am going to use the word musicians and I, I, and I'm going to tell you, I'm doing it in air quotes because the resources that I know of to try to find new music, I think they're paid by certain genres and labels and so on and so forth to promote what they want to promote. And it's not what I want to listen to. So that's one of the things that I've always struggled with is trying to find new music that I, that I haven't heard before that I actually enjoy. And so far the most success I've had is talking, just having conversations with you and you introducing me to artists that I didn't even know existed. Right. A lot of the artists that I, um, that I know are either passed away or they're really old. Well, you know, yeah, but, but, there's still, um, uh, what's that guy you introduced me to? I mean, he's a younger guy. Is um, uh, Kingfish? Oh, yeah. Chris. Uh, oh, I can't think of his last name. Yeah, but Kingfish, yeah, and some of his stuff, yeah. yeah. He's very good. Yeah, I mean, he's a blues guitarist. Yeah, he's really good. I mean, and even, uh, and I'm not a country guy, but Chris Stapleton was is on the country billboards, but I think he flows into blues really well. Yeah, he does. He's noted for his blues uh, playing, and uh, he's got a lot of good stuff out there. He's a very, very good player. He's a great songwriter from what I hear. I think he spent a long time writing songs for other famous artists before he finally started doing his own thing. Yeah, and that's true. Um, things like that, uh, I mean, there's a lot of talent there. You just got uh, to make the best of it. You know, it's when it's your time, you get to move forward, and people see you, and you get to play. It's also, he's been playing in a lot of bars and uh, big venues and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that's, uh, he gets recognition like that too. And plus you put the, uh, you put the stuff on YouTube, you know, and you get stuff, you get people. Yeah. There's, there's not a whole lot just because of uh, my job and my military history and all that. There's, there, I'm not a big fan of crowded places. So it's always been hard for me to go to concerts and so on and so forth. Because the concerts that I've gone to, they, you know, I like the state fair uh, here in Iowa. I went one year to go see Steven Tyler, who used to be Aerosmith, right. maybe he still is, but you have to pay for parking. You have to pay to get into the fair. You have to pay to get into the grandstand. And then you're sitting all the way in left field watching the concert on a light bulb TV. Now, I think they've upgraded yep. those TVs since then. So yeah, that's, that's always true. been a turnoff for me. Now, I've because of this, uh, you know, uh, music and guitar. Now I've I've really found myself wanting to go to more concerts. And I actually, the wife came to me and said, "Hey, let's go to Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton's coming to the state fair." And then the pandemic happened, and so they said, "Okay, you can either hold on to your ticket, and we'll see what happens next year, or you can re- get a refund." We chose refund because I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, you don't. We had really 
good seats. Like I want center stage as possible. I want to see what's going on. And uh, as Chris Stapleton ended up coming to the state fair the next year and I could not get tickets and I regret it because I would love to see him in concert. I think it'd be awesome. Right. And um, I think we're going to see, oh, who is it? Joe? I'm trying to find it. Um, I think it's Ario Speedwagon. Oh, okay. And Ario, yeah, Ario Speedwagon and Sticks are coming to Des Moines. So the wife and I, we are going to go to that concert. Uh, I think we got really good seats for that. And then, yeah, shortly after that, we have uh, Joe Bonamassa. Um, but yeah, we're going to go to that concert. And I'm sure that after the concert, that's probably going to be the episode uh, talking about that concert. Yep. Um, and so, I mean, I think there's tons of really cool things in the works for this i think uh, it'll be a great growing opportunity and hopefully we get a couple listeners that want to grow with us i hope we get more than two <laughs> yeah, more than two. well i'm sure that we're going to get it's just me and you yeah, yeah. i'm sure that we're going to get two um definitely 100 positive on that i know a few guys that i've uh, talked to about uh, trying to get this thing up uh, up and running uh, one guy actually, he texts me about once a week and is like, is this happening? Is this happening? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Look for this to drop on August 11th guy. This is finally happening. Uh, yeah, it is. I can vouch for that. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know. Is there any, you got anything else for the good of the cause? Uh, no, not really. Just looking forward to, uh, doing something. All right. Well, that's episode one of Pandemic Guitar Podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, we're going to try to come back every two weeks, I think, is the plan. Uh, so this comes out on the 11th, and uh, which is a Thursday in August. And uh, just like you're uh, recycling every two weeks on Thursday, look for something to drop from us. You can provide feedback on just about well, any of the podcast platforms that we're out on. I'm pretty sure that um, Apple, Google, uh, Stitcher, and Spotify, that should be four for sure that will be on. So you can leave comments on any one of those platforms or you can reach out to us via Instagram. And I believe that is at pandemic guitar all one word no underscores fancy letters or anything like that let us know what you think give us some content <laughs> all right well uh that's it that's a wrap that's an episode so we'll catch you next time can provide feedback on whatever plat uh you can provide feedback i can't talk words are hard today <laughs>